0: Three, two, one, and we are back. Hey, it's Monday, July twenty seventh. In case you didn't know, and Julie and I are going to be focusing, um, I think, for this week, on some specific, drilled down skills with regards to working with buyers. I know we always yes. talk about sellers. We always talk talk about, you know, essentially all the the mechanics and the skill set and the mindset about attracting sellers. But what we're focusing on this week is uh, buyers. And the reason we're focusing on buyers is because it's our proven theory that. And depending on your market and your price range, at least 50% of the buyers that you have are actually sellers, and that a lot of you don't understand the very basics of how to essentially you know, do this, essentially say what to say, follow a script, pre-qualify people, then to determine whether they have houses to sell. And so what we're going to be doing this week is we're going to be going through the entire buyer process. We're going to be sharing with you guys some scripts. Now remember, these shows are typically about 30 minutes long, so we're not going to be getting deep into the weeds, but we're going to give you uh, more than a splash of information so that at the very least it'll help you to focus in on the buyers that are most likely to transact and maybe save yourself from countless hours with people that maybe have the right intentions but have the wrong uh, ability to purchase julie
1: that's right so some of the things we're going to cover this week so this is kind of like buyer week yeah when you said that i heard zoe in my head go dun 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 (laughs) buyer week Uh, so here, you know, some of the topics we'll, we'll cover is where do buyers actually come from? Some of you guys think you're only supposed to buy them. So we're going to cover that. Where do they actually come from or where can they actually come from? Uh, Why don't agents use buyer agency contracts? You know, you guys are pretty darn careful about your listing contracts. Why don't you use buyer agency contracts? Uh, And we'll go deeply into that. We're going to talk about the buyer presentation, what that covers and how you can have that close with a signature. On a buyer contract.
0: Buyer agency contract. Buyer
1: agency contract, rather. You know, Um, know, Julia,
0: we're saying, that's the third time you said that. I wonder how many of you listening even know what the heck a buyer agency contract is kind of funny yeah, to think about it isn't it a buyer agency contract is just like a listing contract in essence that buyer is committing to purchase from you now just like on our listing process where we're you know you have a pre-listing pack for going on it you know you send it prior to going on your listing appointment and the pre-listing pack does most of the heavy lifting for you making it so you can avoid all the you know very uh, i think uh nervous type questions that some of you guys are common fearful objections. of getting common objections and maybe not some of the not so common objections well if everyone pre- you know should be preparing for a listing appointment with a presentation. Why not do the same thing for a buyer? Well, you should. And if everyone's essentially focused on getting listing contracts signed, otherwise, you know, essentially you have no listings, why not do the same thing and with the idea towards getting a buyer's agency contract signed? You should. That way, you have not only listing contracts, you also have buyer agency contracts. When Julie and I ran our real estate business, uh, and we had agents working for us. You guys might call them buyer agents, you know, whatever you want to call them. That was the minimum standard. They had to give the buyer presentation and they had to give the buyer um, get the buyer agency contract signed. And we also had them sign, um, get this, the buyer to sign a sample net sheet. But we're going to be talking about all of that. And what the takeaway is and what sort of, I think, motivated us to do this uh, content, obviously, the real drill down information is on Premier Coaching. But really, I think the the focus for us and the reason we're deciding to talk about this with you guys in the show is because you don't have a lot of time left this year to really meet or exceed your goals, right? There's a, Essentially, there's 90, maybe fewer working days left this year when you back out the holidays and the weekends and all the other natural interruptions to Uh, workflow. And so in that time, we really want you to seriously consider being very particular about who you spend your time with. So at the end of the year, you have something to show for all your efforts this year. And ideally you have a lot of momentum going into the following year. Does that make sense? Yes,
1: absolutely. So we're going to talk about things like the fact that many buyers are actually listings in disguise. Some of you are missing out on that because you're up to your eyeballs in buyers some of them are real, some of them aren't, but you don't feel like calling a buyer back and yet it's actually a listing you're blowing off. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a script called the three times out script, another one called the floor model script, and remind you that in Premier Coaching, you get your buyer presentation, which is already made for you, as well as coaching on how to use it. That's called the buyer mastery class. So we're going to cover a lot of ground. You want to start with where buyers actually come from.
0: We don't need to read many headlines or anything, do we? Uh, so if you guys, if you guys want the latest uh, real estate yeah. headlines, just go to our website, timandjulieharris.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start sharing some of the the most read topics on our social channels as well. Uh, so if well, you guys, well, the
1: eviction moratorium we should mention.
0: Well, okay, so there. Well, it's not actually finalized yet, but the gist of it is, is it does look like there is going to be um, with this new uh, what is it going to CARES Act two Yeah. There is going to be a continuation of the foreclosure moratorium, and it looks like it's going to be pushed through the end of the year. It looks like there's going to be a continuation of the unemployment, the enhanced unemployment insurance. It looks like there's going to be a continuation of maybe even on the SBA side. Um, the uh, PPP loans and all these other types of things we would we expected and we essentially told all of you guys back when these programs were announced in March and April that we did not see that there would ever be an end to them and we're going to stick with that um, you know that thesis we there will never be an end to them not January 1st of 2021 not January 1st of 2022 there's going to be a never-ending continuation of all these programs in one form or another Um, and you know we're going to talk more and more on the podcast and obviously on our main website today and Harris.com about the ramifications to the economy, but specifically to housing. So make sure you're staying tuned. And also a quick reminder, if you guys are not in our free coaching program that we also launched back in March when COVID hit. I strongly encourage you to do that immediately and it does have the basics of everything you should be doing for the rest of the year including the 90-day massive action plan which uh, Mrs. Harris just recently updated so make Mm -hmm. sure you guys employ that and um, all you have to do is text the word SURVIVAL to 31996 text the word survival to 31996. And also, I've got hammered over the weekend with a lot of you guys asking us about eXp Realty. And I know why, because these three months, generally speaking, uh, during the course of the year, are when a lot of you start looking forward and hoping that maybe your your year is going to end better than where what is you know where it ended the previous year, and you're also thinking about the the following year. So a lot of you guys are looking into maybe switching brokerages. If you want to learn more about EXP, what we've done is created a quick nine minute video, and all you've got to do is text the word EXP to three one nine nine six. Just text the word EXP to three one nine nine six, and when you do, um, we're going to text you immediately back um, a short video that gives you all the information about EXP that you could possibly ever want. But you should do both of those things. Text the word survival to get into the free coaching program to 31996. And text the three letters EXP uh, to 31996 as well. All right, Jules, let's jump in.
1: Yes, so let's just pretend that it's impossible to buy buyer leads. That's (laughs) just been shut down. It doesn't exist anymore. Made illegal. It's been made illegal. Not allowed.
0: Trump declares no more buying buyer leads. No buyer leads for you. Okay.
1: Okay, so where do they actually come from how could you come up with a buyer lead maybe i really like working with buyers and uh i wanted to maybe produce two or three of them so that i can you know get some three deals in contract in the next 30 days what would i do
0: well it's so i was on workplace exp is workplace it's facebook basically it's a professional enterprise version of of, uh, facebook and i was on exp this morning and there's a couple sections that I go and help agents answer questions, right? I do it um, you know, when I'm preparing for Zooms usually. Or if I'm on a really boring Zoom, I might hop over to a workplace sure. and, you know, answer questions. Make for yourself ages. useful. Make myself useful, right. Um, and you know, thus keeping my eyes from rolling and the other people in the Zoom meeting realizing I've lost interest. But um, one of the questions that came up today, which I thought was interesting, and it plays right into this, was some agent that lit- it, they posted a picture of a building that looked like something that should be used for target practice by the military. And it was just something that was never, no one's ever going to live in it, land value only, just absolutely horrible. They were, and it was a new agent, and they were essentially willing to pay opacity. Opos- what's the name of it? Uh, lead referral source. OpCity. Op-city right. They were paying Op City a referral fee for this bombed out property that was nowhere near, I'm sure, uh, sellable, the whole thing. With You can just imagine all the trailing liabilities from the sale of a property like that. I don't know what Op City charges for referral fees, but let's assume at least 25%. And so this agent was asking advice on how to sell the property, right? I mean, they were asking sort of the right question, but not the right question, because they thought that as a new agent or a newish agent, that's what they had to settle for. They thought they had to basically... You know, build their business by buying leads, and then you know they have to take the crumbs that nobody else wants. And that's sort of maybe I'm overstating it, but that's the gist. So the comment I made was: first of all, don't buy leads. Learn to generate your own leads. And I then said, why would you go and waste your time or, and especially your money and your potential, by the way, time away from your family, working with a crazy lead like that that you're that you're you know paying for for that's going to take a ton of time. Why would you do that if all the way all around you right now are motivated sellers that have to sell their houses? If you're, why would you spend money buying leads when all around you every single day are lists of people who have their hands up in the air right now saying, "Yes, I want to sell my house." And this agent, again, I'm assuming was a newish agent, hadn't really considered what I was referring to, and obviously I was referring to all the proactive lead generation systems that we got that we teach as far as. Um, Our coaching program, you know, we tell you guys about notice defaults, FISBOs, expireds. We tell you about, you know, just there's so many different sources. There's like 20 different sources. And I would say probably 11, or 12 of them that cost literally nothing. What they do require is knowing what to say and how to say it. So I just wonder how many of you guys are in this position now where nobody has ever actually told you, you don't have to buy buyer leads. You don't have to buy seller leads. You don't have to buy leads, period. So stop doing it and learn to generate your own. To your question, what if buying leads became actually... yeah. You know, let's just say people, people wise up and realize how stupid it is. Right. right. So what would you do to generate buyer leads?
1: Be a listing agent. Be a listing agent. I mean, well, that's so, the obvious thing. But even, you know, let's be realistic because there's some people going, well, you know, that's going to be really hard for me. Okay. So yes, becoming a powerful listing agent is a process of education and polishing your skills. It takes a lot of work. Sometimes you're going to get rejection. So let's all accept that that fact is true. Even if you don't have either any listings or the right kind of listings, you're not really getting much action from your sign for and, you know, open houses or what have you for whatever reason, because there's certain listings that don't give you what you want. You can, quote, borrow a listing from other agents, from your broker, from, you know, in your office. Everybody wants to have somebody else do open houses for them. Um, you can use one eight hundred home hotline. You can use slick text. You well, can do well, all kinds of so things, So let's talk even about even it. if it's not your listing.
0: Well, so when we got yeah. started in real estate, when we and if we're talking to a new agent what we, and you don't have any listings, I get it. Borrow listings from other agents. Back when we were in real estate, you had to borrow agents, uh, listings from agents that were um, in your office. Nowadays, that's not. It, I, I realize some you know people are going to be particular about this next statement, but I don't think it's a problem at all. If you can hold another agent and another broker's listing open, that's a great way for you to get free buyer leads. Now you got to be really smart about what you're going to hold open and in our premier. It's more co- about
1: the house than about the agent. Or
0: the totally, the in, in our um, in our premier coaching program, we give you a whole open house system. We tell you exactly everything you need to know. But here's an overview. Use common sense here. The most like if you're a brand new agent and your goal is to make money as fast as possible, you should be working with primarily those first time buyers. Now, why do I say that? Because they're going to be, frankly, not have you're not going to be competing for their relationship. Generally speaking, they're not going to have an existing relationship with an agent. Number two, they're going to be more coachable. They're going to listen to what you have to say. They're going to probably, you know, take direction, be more appreciative. Um, and the third reason is, is because if you can put a buyer in contract. Quickly, you get paid in you know thirty to forty-five days. Whereas if they has a, they have a house to sell, then obviously you have to sell the house prior than putting you know the next house in contract. Because you know, assuming no one's yeah. doing a bridge overall, loan or anything like that. An easier- so yeah. overall, if you're new in the business, the yeah. easiest transaction for you to do is going to be a buyer side transaction. Now, the mistake that a lot of you guys are going to make is once you realize that it is relatively straightforward, not that difficult, it doesn't require that much skill to work with first time buyers. You're never going to graduate beyond just working with first time buyers in decades are gonna pass and that's all you've ever learned how to do and look if that's your thing if that's really you know that's your jam then go for it Um, but you're also missing the best opportunity in real estate which is learning how to be a listing agent
1: that's exactly right so you can borrow those listings that's okay Um, you can obviously be a listing agent so one of the other places that buyers come from and many first-time buyers are I'm sorry for newer agents are really clear on this because their first deals are from their friends their family their center of influence But in order to get those deals, you have to become comfortable actually talking about real estate. This is a hot topic in Premier Coaching from time to time, is actually, you know, asking for business. So past clients, center of influence, borrowed listings, you can use 800 Home Hotline. Uh, One of the things that some of our clients are doing is becoming really good at new construction and just saying, you know, want to know who's building what, where, what's hot and what's not? Call my new construction hotline. Okay, so tons of buyers are interested in new construction right now and the builders are really ramping it up. Also, that's an easier deal because you don't have an inspection nightmare to deal with.
0: Right. And so um, another little statistic, and we've read this and we've done this research ourselves amongst our students, is that when you have a listing, generally speaking, you're going to do, again, depending on the price range in the market, but generally speaking, you're going to do at least three, maybe four transactions off that one listing. Now, we're talking about buyers, but I'm all, I'm never going to let you guys lose the scent of working with sellers. Exactly. Because ultimately, that's where you're going to get all the buyer leads you could ever want. For everyone, Julie and I actually added this up. When we are listing and selling houses and we have other coaching clients doing the same thing, here's the secret sauce to getting the most free buyer leads you could ever possibly want. And we really want you to be abhorrent to buying buyer leads. We really want you to have an absolute sense of dread. would be mortified at the thought. Be mortified. Laugh at the former version of you that thought it was okay to buy a buyer lead from Zillow or from anyone else because it's so easy to generate buyer leads. One of the things you can do is, again, you can you know take a listing or borrow somebody else's listing and then run an ad associated with the listing. And it, the best version of it is on a sign, right? On their for sale sign or a supplemental sign in the yard. And the sign is for... Uh, it says for free 24 hour recorded info on this house. And then you have your own unique 800 number, 866 number, a toll free number. And then what happens is when they call, when they call from their cell phones, you, the system automatically uh, grabs their phone number and texts you instantaneously. So then you can call them back and you can basically, you know, answer questions and pre-qualify them and see if they're a good candidate to buy that house or maybe you list a house with you. The system is uh, foolproof. It's one eight hundred home hotline dot com. Is it? It's one eight hundred home dot com. Could you mm-hmm. click that and make sure I'm getting it, it right?
1: Is. I do it all the time.
0: Okay. And then go there. And I think the system is twenty-nine dollars a month and there's no contracts and the first month is free and there's no downside. So if you want to generate droves of free buyers, what you should do is you should solicit, yep, you should solicit uh, you know, buyer leads by putting those sign by putting signwriters like I just described to you, and just go over to Wedding and you can see. Put the signwriters on your signs. Or uh, put a supplemental sign in a agent's uh, yard that you have been given permission to do so. Now, here's some interesting drill-down facts for you. The worst quality leads are off the internet because those are just the lucky losers just getting started. I think Julie and I were both probably on, you know, Realtor.com this weekend, and we're neither one of us are serious about buying anything, right? Okay. <laughs> Several
1: times even.
0: Yeah. So yeah. It, those are the worst quality. The best quality leads are the ones that are driving the neighborhood. The ones driving yeah. the neighborhood are the are the leads you want to go after. So if you want to really drill down and chase buyer leads, you need to start doing open houses. What type of houses should you hold open? First-time home buyer areas that are not condos, that don't require security gates, that don't require someone driving 20 minutes to get back in a neighborhood. Yeah. It can't be like some sort of weird maze to find a house. Popular neighborhoods. And yeah. at the same time, can't be on a busy street. We have in our, what's it called? Ultimate Open House Guide or something?
1: Yes. I don't know the exact title, but yes, we have yeah. tons of open houses. So we even the- have open house scripts
0: right so use that premier coaching members use the open house guide because it really does give you very drill down specific micro steps so you don't screw anything up like never park in the driveway for example you know never be very careful when touring a house we don't even suggest you do it we suggest you stand by the front door and have a sign have a sign in book that says the seller's request everybody signs in and then have a bunch of carry that sign in book from one open house to the next so that people can see don't have dates on there name Phone number, you know, are you working with an agent? Yes or no, that type of thing. Do you have a house to sell? Yes or no, type of thing. And then just carry that because what happens if someone walks into an open house and they see a sign-in log that's got like ten or twelve previously signed-in, you know, potential buyers? They're going to sign in too. It's like the tip jar at Starbucks, right? right? If you go to Starbucks and the tip jar is empty, you're not putting anything in, but if it's full, you're tossing in, aren't you? Yeah, it's psychology
1: too, right? So not everybody can do live open houses right now, but many of you guys can. And because, you know, a lot of areas, especially in the stuff we're talking about now, hot first-time buyer neighborhoods, are really slammed with their open houses. So one of the things that has started to happen is there's open house sign-in apps you can put on your iPad, where you put that in combination with all of the COVID disclosures that you have to sign before you enter, and you do it all at the same time so that people are less weird about it. So that you be the agent at the front door with your sign-in, you squirt them with the hand sanitizer, take their temperature if you're required to, whatever the deal is. And then you have another person inside to help answer any questions. And by doing all of this, you actually capture all of the information you need to do what? Follow up the same night with the scripts that we give you. It does matter how fast you actually follow up. Some of you guys have poo-pooed on open houses because, you know, you called them back three weeks later and they don't know who the heck you are. That doesn't count as follow-up
0: yeah that you got to call you got to call them urgently yeah and you have to go to premiere so what's the next all point? of this
1: is in premier by the way right of course the next one is a discussion about why agents don't actually use buyer contracts with their buyers you know we use listing contracts why do they do it one of the most common things i hear is well nobody does it in my market
0: right no, that's well, not a reason okay so i'll vamp on that a bit and then julie we'll make sure you tomorrow. if you those of you who are in premier coaching make sure you go to julie's premier coaching call her coaching session live every day. A lot of you are asking about when we're going to be making that into a live, hold on before Julie leaves the studio. Soon. Soon. (laughs) So what we're going to be doing starting evidently soon is we're going to be doing the audio version that we do every day as far as the semi-private coaching call and then following up with a Um, video version on Facebook, probably Facebook Live just for our members only page where you're going to have in essence basically an hour and a half to two hours of live coaching every single day where you can mastermind with other agents and you can also have direct access to our coaches to have all your best and hardest questions. Um, Answered. That is what we're doing for you guys. We're always expanding and looking for better ways to be of service to you. So to Julie's last question, which we're going to drill down on more tomorrow. Why why do so many agents struggle with having buyer agency contracts signed? And the reason is the same reason that so many agents struggle to actually decide to be proactive lead generators. Lack of skill. That really is the bottom line lack of skill. Some of you guys, if you just cut through your own internal head malarkey with regards to, you know, I don't want to be seen as a salesperson. I don't really all it is. And, you know, I get, you don't want to feel rejected. You don't have someone say no to you. You maybe don't want to have a contract, ask for a contract to be signed because you're fearful that if they say no, you'll be without leads. You'll be leadsless. And that, you know, those things are all, you know, I think relatively, um, Those are things you should be conscious of, and the only offset for all those fears is going to be skills. For example, when you list your house um, with one of our agents, right? You're working uh, with, you know, a seller is working with one of our coached, trained agents, and they're using the pre-listing pack, they're following our exact system, they're following the exact listing process, everything is just carved out, and the agent, our premier coaching member is just following the system exactly. Well, they're going to get a very consistent result assuming that they do exactly as the system describes. It's the system was designed after the use of tens of thousands of different agents in all different markets and all different market conditions. So, the mistake that a lot of agents make in general is they get into real estate and they think they have to create their own system. And so what they'll do is they take a little bit from us, a little bit from somebody else, they'll create their own hodgepodge. And when they create their own hodgepodge and they don't get results and they don't get consistent results, then opposed to realizing it's because their hodgepodge approach versus basically having used a system like ours where we can go in and help you diagnose, asking you specific questions about what you did or didn't do wrong if you don't get the listing. And it's also important to do this when you do get the listing because you, you, it's always critical to be very introspective. Um, you can learn from mistakes and you can learn from your wins you sometimes you know people say you learn more from your uh, mistakes you actually usually learn more from your wins because you want to know why they chose you because that actually should it it puts a light on where your competitors are weak and it tells you where you can it further embellish so sometimes you might be taking a listing because you just purely just send a pre-listing pack. You guys will experience that. A lot of agents have no organized, professional pre-listing pack. And so what they do is they just send this smattery of sort of stuff they put together that doesn't really make any sense, that it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and they just put it together over the years, and the seller gets it and they say, well, this is nice, here's a picture of, you know, Tim and Julie and their dog, and here's Tim and Julie going on a walk, and I don't know if the hell this has to do with helping me sell my house. Versus, if they were, if you're, you know, the seller's choosing between an agent that takes an approach like that versus an agent that has a professional pre-listing pack, and the pre-listing pack itself is designed specifically to answer the questions that are most important to the seller. You know why should you list your home with me why should you know what's it tell us about commission. So, so what you're doing with the pre-listing pack is all the things that the seller is curious about or will be curious about and will ask you at a listing appointment you've essentially given them the answers prior to going on the appointment that means when you get to the seller's house they're not going to be stressed because they're not going to be nervous about asking you questions that might cause you know, anxiety with them asking you the question and then you then having to answer the question, right? You guys understand? The sellers don't wanna be in that same uh, tension-filled environment any more than you do. Sellers are meeting with you generally in the evening after they've had long days and they're cranky kids and they're cranky dogs. Last thing they wanna do is basically set aside in the evening just to meet with agents who are just gonna tell them a bunch of fluff and talk about themselves, right? The sellers want to know that you are thinking about them primarily And that's what the whole pre-listing pack is supposed to do. So when you walk into the seller's house, once you've delivered the pre-listing pack, once you've essentially, confirm that they've read it and reviewed it, you're going to discover that the listing appointment itself is not full of stress. It's easy. It's social because you've already done all the heavy lifting. And here's the the magical thing that you'll actually hear. Sellers will say they listed with you specifically because you sent the pre-listing pack and nobody else did. In other words, just the very fact that you had a professional approach made them want to do business with you. Now, why doesn't that apply on the buyer side of the transaction? It should, right? There's no reason it shouldn't. And if you had the confidence that a pre-listing pack uh, that you send prior to going on a listing appointment would give you, if you had that same level of confidence prior to meeting with a buyer, right? The same, same formal approach, It's not, you know, move it from being a social thing to a formal thing. A presentation, you can do a Zoom, you can go through the slides, you can explain to them why they wanna work with you. You can explain to them your unique selling propositions, your risk reversal type guarantees. You can, all these things we teach you and coach you guys how to do. And at the end of it, the the natural conclusion to a great presentation is them signing the paperwork. And the paperwork would be your buyer's agent contract and also your buyer um, net sheet. That's what we strongly suggest, and how we strongly suggest all of you formalize your your uh, the way you do business, your modus operandi. Now, here's the interesting thing: if you're in a situation where you know after you've pre-qualified the buyer and you determine their motivation, you know what their financing situation is, how long they've been looking for a house, all the things we give you in the buyer pre-qualifying pre-qual questionnaire, and if they then go uh, and they essentially check all the right boxes for you after you've asked all these questions and then you go to the presentation, very rarely won't they sign the buyer's agency contract. Now we do suggest all of you give them a risk reversal. If for any reason they're not 100% satisfied the services you're providing as a buyer agent for them, that they can fire you with no strings attached, something like that. Now you can make it so that they have to, like 48 hours before they cancel, 30 days before they cancel, and any properties that you introduce them to are excluded from, um, you know, they, if they buy any of the properties that you introduced them to, then you're still owed a buyer's agents commission, right? Doesn't it make sense that that would be something that would give you, and again, we've, got, got, we've created all this for you guys. You can just, you know, use it in Premier Coaching. But doesn't it make sense that if you had the confidence to present why someone wants to work with you, and then you ask them to sign an agreement to work exclusively with you, but at the same time you remove all the risk of working exclusively with you, doesn't it make sense then that you're just gonna get the best, most motivated buyers? And here's another thought for you. You guys right now are having to deal with a hell of a lot more stress and anxiety because of the COVID stuff, right? Showing properties, getting them set up, finding inventory just to show them in the first place. It only makes sense that you're gonna only work with the people that are willing to make a commitment to you. You're so many of you guys are willing to give up, you know, what amounts to years of your lives working with people that you don't even know how motivated they actually are. In some cases, they might actually be working with multiple agents. Or they just might be like, you know, out wanting to fill their afternoons because they like you and maybe they just want to look at houses. People are weird. <laughs> you know, it's just the nature of it. So do consider all of this. We're gonna pick up where we left off yesterday. Hopefully we're on target helping you guys so you can stay focused on helping people, being of service to others. If guys, if there has ever been a time when being of service to others was more important, I certainly haven't, I haven't experienced it in my lifetime. You know, this is the most important time in the history of probably maybe even the well, how about this? The history of our lifetimes to really be focused in on being skills based and being you know skills and service based right so if you are someone who's you at least you know kind of like the idea that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is being of service to other people once you actually accept that then on the other side of that is the acceptance that then you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level because after all that's only that's how you're going to actually learn how to be of service to other people and then that's you know obviously then the skills are going to be needed so embrace that because within that realm of of knowledge of thinking that mindset in essence there is no space for ego and the fear starts to melt away too because now you have a mission my mission is to be of service to other people i want to help as many people as i possibly can because i know on the other side of that is everything i want in life for myself and my loved ones right Hopefully you all agree with that. So then the next thing, next two prevailing thoughts should be doing. I know now as that being my mission. In order for me to accomplish that, I have to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it at the highest level, and then that's back backstop with skills, right? You have to learn how to present. You have to have learn how to you know use sp- specific scripts. You have to learn how to ask for buyer agency contracts to be signed. You have to learn the skills necessary for you to actually truly be of, of the highest and best use, and frankly, the you know be of service to other people. You guys get this? You, you see how it's a mindset, but it's a mindset that'll carry you through generations. It's a mindset that's always you know rooted in being of service to other people. That's really, I think, if you have that as your your north star. You don't need to worry about who the president is or what the interest rates are, what's going on with the Fed or interest rates or I already said that, <laughs> like any of the other stuff, right? You can just be rooted in who you truly are, which is somebody that's here on this planet to be of service and help other people. And naturally, normally, of course, you're going to want to know how to have the skills to help as many people as you can. So guys, listen, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. Thank you for making Harris Rules. Uh, Continue to be a bestseller on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You know, it's for sale at Target. It's for sale at everywhere. You could possibly buy a book. It's for sale. So thank you for continuing. I think we have um, 400 five-star reviews now. Um, Anything we can ever do to be of service to you guys, you can always just text me. And the text don't go to a bot or an AI or an assistant in the Philippines. It goes directly to me. But if you guys wanna talk about eXp Realty, if you wanna talk about becoming one of our coaching clients, always feel free to text me directly, 512-758-0206. Um, and I'll route you to the correct person and uh, in the meantime if you guys want to join the free coaching program remember text the word survival to 31996 text the word survival to 31996 if you want to get started learning about EXP and you want to watch the nine minute video we created for you just go ahead and text the word EXP to 31996 EXP to 31996 in the meantime you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow